The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage. I am a Wall Street alum. I am also a LinkedIn top voice, and I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, Dee. I'm Mita Malik, a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon to pre-order right now. Okay, come on now. And listen, everybody, Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And so what we do here at the table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. Then we will give you tips, tips that you need not on how to survive, but how do you thrive wherever you are? All right. So, um, Mita, what are we talking about today, my friend? Well, first, Dee, we're going to talk about the fact that we are entering season seven and got another full year contract Woo! with LinkedIn. Thank you, BTT community. Thank you to our friends and allies. This is this is pretty incredible. It this is. Incredible. We're really, really, really excited. And I can't believe seven seasons. Seven I'm seasons. Just like, yeah. Yeah. It's something okay, to do. And and we don't and we don't run out of things to talk about. We really don't. I mean, no, you know, there's always gonna be a story. There's always gonna be a situation. Unfortunately, there's going to be a story, a situ a situation, something that we yeah. need to dig into, something we need to talk about. And you know what? And it serves the community. I have one. One, you know, I have a um, a really sweet network. How about one of my girls says, you know, D, my husband and I are listening to this podcast. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. And so now we have, you know, we, we've got people who follow the show. We've got fans. And then we have um, ear, those who are ear hustling at home and at ear work. Hustling. They're ear hustling. There you go. So how do I get my husband to listen? He probably is like, I live this every day. I don't need to listen to the podcast. I, I live these yeah. stories every day. He's All like, right. I heard it what are we going to talk about today? He's like, I already heard it. Okay, D, here's what I want to talk about. Do we need friends at work? Do we need friends at work? Oh, are oh. friendships at work overrated or are they necessary oh. for us feeling like we are included in the workplace? And mm -hmm. I can't get wait to get into this with you. We're going to yeah. share some stories, but a lot of discussion right now in the marketplace, particularly after we've just come out of a global pandemic and what that mm -hmm. means for like how we work and friendships. But what do you think? Have you had, I mean, you're now a big boss, you run your own company, but early on in your career, when you were working yeah. for somebody else, what do you think about friendships at work? Yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I think you have coworkers and colleagues 
school you become closer to or you connect with and it evolves into a workplace friendship but like friends at work but early on I'm I wasn't necessarily connecting with those people offline so that's why I say colleagues coworkers, you're cool with you connect with you know we vibe I get you, you get me. So we're besties at work, friends at work. Different from are 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 you coming to my house? Like, are oh, you coming to the barbecue? Okay. As a black woman, are you coming to the barbecue? Okay. Okay. Barbecue. So if we were friends at work, you wouldn't invite me to the barbecue because you have that line. Um. No. Well, we're friends, but we weren't work friends. We were business friends. So no. But let's say we were work friends. Let's say we were well, work okay, friends. Okay, I'm okay. curious. Yeah. Let me see. Oh my you God! What? The fact I, that you have to hesitate. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about the situation. You no, we we hang out at my house, but like the barbecue, like with my cousins and them. Like I don't know. Like it's like a it's a lot. Like me, you don't need to come to the barbecue. Let's now, Mita. Do you want to come to the barbecue? You can come, but like, is it really gonna make sense? So, but to, but to be no, to be serious. Yes. I do think there are exceptions to the rules where colleagues and coworkers, you become close and you become friends at work. And and I think it may even be a continuum. You will keep some colleagues and coworkers become friends and absolutely they're coming to the barbecue, the Thanksgiving, the all of that. Um, I'll save this for later, Mita, but I do want to come back to for black people, mm-hmm. there is a known thing that we're not here to be friends. Mm. And it's a, say it's more. a, it's, say, it's, say, say it now. So, so yes. yeah. And I think that could be why, be, because, um, you know, there's a thing of we're here to do the job and, and we're not here to be friends. I think some of it is a defense mechanism. Okay. Some of it is guarding and protecting. Some of it is lack of trust. Um, mm-hmm. in spaces where we are one of few. And so that is a known thing. It's been written about. There's research and studies to say, yes. what yes. do women and women of color need to do and do differently? And you all may have seen um, some of that that framing that, well, women need to be more friendly or Black women need to be more friendly, less angry. Yes. So, so you see it's interpreted as maybe not wanting to share so much of our personal self as being is being interpreted as as something something else. So I think that friendship for um for for black women and even people of uh, I will say black people is mm-hmm. is that guarding and protecting um yeah, I think it's some of that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I feel the same way as a woman of color as a brown woman. I yep. feel very similar. I will yeah. have a work bestie. I'll be friends with you at work and you know what? After I leave the job we might be really close friends afterwards. The friendship then evolves. But I'll tell you why. There's been a few instances. I remember one time I became friends with someone at work, friends, and revealed a little too much, which at that time I had a caregiver and the caregiver was just not showing up on time and calling out sick a lot. And it was wreaking havoc for my husband and myself because we don't have any family or extended family in the area that could help watch our children. And so there were days I was calling out or working from home. And I had told this individual that in confidence. And she went and told my VP. Oh, my 
God, see, that's, that's and that's my pet part. My vice president pulled me into the office and was like, oh, you know, you had been out. I thought you were interviewing, but I heard from so-and-so that you're actually having caregiver issues. And I'm like, excuse me? So this is where what? it's all, it can be weaponized against you. Like you feel like you're trusting this person. And then there, so this is where I get very hesitant, right? About what I want to share with myself because will it be used against me later on? if there's not trust in that relationship. And we, as we talk about on this podcast, which is why we started it, women of color often fare, often face and carry a different load and burden yep. in the workplace. So that on top of everything else we're facing, we're now wondering, is the person who are, is our friend is going to tell other people our business when I thought we were friends? That's it. You just hit it. So you, you just pulled up the receipt as to yes. why black women, but now we know it's people of color. Okay. You yep. as a South Asian, right? It's exactly that. It's be not having um, the trust. We can't trust sure. you yes. that if I open up a little bit more, not even my physical space, but my personal, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, my, my personal space, my personal being, my way of being, my, you know, how I live my life. Can it be used against me? Because you know what? You know, friends, friendships and relationships, um, I think, have to be tested in order to be validated. Like, can you live through a sticky moment? And so when you have coworkers who are friends and you haven't lived through a sticky moment or a tense moment and it's been hard. able to mention that, you don't know because what will happen is it could be used against you. So if they if somehow, you know, that friend, let's just say that friend who told the VP she it sounds like she wasn't even upset about anything. It was just casual conversation. No, oh, casual man. conversation. She's just casual conversation. She was, and let me tell she's you, not even mad at you. She's not even mad at you. Casual conversation. Mita lives in a mansion. Her 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 husband, the coins are stacked. Okay. She's got a, she's got a whole team. Now now it's not even a caregiver. Mita, you no longer even have a sitter. You got a caregiver and an all pair. Maybe, maybe you got a private okay. chef. So we don't know why Mita's bringing her lunch. She has a private chef. Do you see? So, so here's the thing. I'm going to talk about these dynamics. And I know people will say, why are you bringing this up? But we do this at the Brown Table Talk podcast. I was the only woman of color on that team. This was a white woman who told the VP who was a white man. So for me, I know the standards are different for me yep. in the workplace. They always have been. And so for me now to be pulled into the office by my VP to, to be like, I, I've heard you're having caregiver issues. Like, What? Where did you hear that from? From the woman who I thought we were friends. She casually, like you said, just casually dropped it. I don't even know if there was negative intent there, right? I just, I think it was just like gossiping, felt like she had something relevant she could share. But here's what I also want to get back to. I feel like, D, and for leaders listening, there is so much pressure right now. Every article I see is like, friendships at work matter. People stay for friendships. It's a retention strategy. People are feeling disconnected post the pandemic, right? All of this. And I'm like, I don't know about that because I still feel the same way about work friendships that I did before the pandemic. So this need for people, I would say leaders, to be fostering friendships at work and almost forcing people to be friends. Uh, Like, listen, I want to work with people I enjoy working with. I want to do meaningful work. I want to be excited to go to work. Those are things I think we all feel. Now, do I need to have best friends at work? No, 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 and no. Right, right. 
So a couple a couple of thoughts. I, I once had a colleague and her name was Shirley and she was she's really Shirley. funny. Shirley. Shirley was like Hi Shirley. That ministry. I know. She was super I know. I w- you know what? I'm let's put this in the parking lot. Some people I am uh sad that I didn't stay connected. Like I really where is Shirley? Shirley. Shirley where are you? So Shirley, we worked at a big bank, uh, the top financial services firm. Shirley, to this point, would park two lots over so people wouldn't see what she was driving as a black woman. Shirley was a black woman. Yes, she. Shirley, I did that too. I have that story too. Oh my God. She educated me on, she educated me on Mm. that she, back then, she wouldn't wear her nice things to work. So she's never going to be pulling out. Yeah. We talked about that. So to manage perception. But anyway, I want to go back to you about, you know, um, you know, in, in terms of how we serve in this conversation. And I think sure. what you just mentioned um, and what we've learned on the show is to become critical thinkers and to question and, and to do this. We have to ask the question, who's pushing the narrative? The narrative mm-hmm. about friendships are important yes. at work. And Mita, when you said, which is known right now and is part of the conversation, it's a retention strategy. And if the listeners didn't catch that, baby, you said it's a retention strategy. So that leads to this question, who's pushing the narrative? We should always be asking, who's pushing this narrative? What, uh, who does this message serve? Mm-hmm. And how does this shift from a 1.0 to a 2.0? So for instance, if you're, if we are being encouraged, if you're being encouraged to be a friend and you need friends now, let's just make this up. Okay. So we we're evolving to a new place from another place. So what were you saying? We were not friends before we were just colleagues and coworkers. Cause I could break this down. We do this work. Cause I'm going to break this down. Baby, this is a retention strategy. That is the onus of the corporation, the organization. And so why is it your responsibility? Why is this now placed on you professional at work who now has to do your job you have to bring your best self bring your whole self and now you can't even have an organic conversation or an organic friendship because Mita you and I are organic we are friends friends because it was a natural organic we weren't forced nobody said hey y'all need to be friends no but let me pause here and let you react to how we always need to be asking questions because on our show, Mita, we have talked about um, things like quiet quitting, quiet yes. firing, all of the new frames and labels. Always ask the question now at BTT, who's pushing this narrative? Who's sending it? Who's, who's saying? The narrative? Who the message serve? Transparency. Yes. Go ahead. I'm going to drop the mic. And no, you go. We, no, we talk about this. This is why we started the podcast. Most of the leadership advice in the marketplace does not serve women of color. It does not take our lens into account, which is why we invite women of color, allies. Everyone's welcome at the Roundtable Talk podcast. We have a seat waiting for you. So thank you for joining us. But here's what I will tell you. D. Oh, a story just came up for me. D. I always like love when I tell you a story. I know you haven't heard this one. Maybe you have. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming healthcare technology. From artificial intelligence to robotics and beyond, health tech is reinventing what's possible. Every year, Medtronic improves the lives of 74 million people. And we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. 
Okay, so again, allies, leaders, listen in on this part of the conversation because this is what forcing friendships look like. So years ago, I had a former boss who had a beach house not too far from where we worked at the time. And he wanted to do the leadership offsite at his beach house for the long weekend, for a long weekend. So there's the whole I have to use my Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? And then Monday, right? Traveling back. But a beach, a beach house in the summer. I was like, I'm going to show up with black slacks and a turtleneck. I'm not wearing a swimsuit in front of my coworkers. What the? Right. So then this is so like, and it's like at his home, at the beach, alcohol. It's a recipe for trouble. It's a recipe. Now, was it a formal, formal strategy session or casual? Well, it was. He was trying to, but but it's like off of his kitchen table. Right. It's at his home. And it's at the beach. Like, we have to think about these things. Like, I don't feel that comfortable at all. Small I don't want to wear yes. a pretty big pretty big leadership team. Okay. Okay. And I don't feel comfortable putting my swimsuit on at work. What? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to do yeah. that. I shouldn't be asked to do that. Right? But yeah. also, like, it was this, for, like, let's, let's, let's become friends. Right? There was a lot of, like, social activity. There was strategic planning as well. But there was a yeah. lot of social activity building. And I think there was enough of us who were like, we can't make it or we're not going to do it, that it ended up getting um, canceled because of the pressure. But I was like, I'm going to call in sick. I- I'm not showing up. You're going to have to physically come get me from my house. There's no way yeah. I'm doing this. Like there was so much anxiety. Right? Interesting. But this is where you have to be, I think leaders listening have to think about like to what end you want people to be amicable, get along, work well together without forcing this idea that people have to be friends, whatever definition of friendship you have, just as we talked about in the beginning. Yeah. What is the definition? Like, let's go back to that. Yeah. What do they mean? I'm, I'm just trying to understand how this evolved and what do they mean and what how is that different from healthy professional relationships? Like, I mean, I don't know, workplace trust. Like, why... I'm I'm just trying to understand. A lot of the buzz in the marketplace right now is if, let's say, I, Mita, have really close relationships at work, I'm less likely to leave, which I don't think is true for someone like me. I, I like that's not a determining factor of how I choose my jobs. But there is this this idea of like losing connection from a global pandemic. The future of work is here and now and how we work. Right. Even you and I recording this podcast, we do it remotely, right? Just how the world has changed. And so this pressure leaders are feeling on how they can continue to set, build community, belonging, continue to coach high-performing teams. And so somehow friendship's now a part of this equation, which, okay. as we said, it like it was never part of the equation for me pre-pandemic. Yeah. You know, and then I'll turn it over to you. I can probably think about Probably early in my career, when I started my career at a big Fortune company, Fortune 100, I have somebody who I'm still very close with because we were in the trenches. It was a really difficult job. But, you know, a lot of my co- po- former coworkers I am now friends with today, but I wouldn't say we were like super close. They weren't coming to my house for dinner when we worked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so here's, here's I guess, a, a thought 
Um, this is giving code for <laughs> and solution to how do we get people back to work five days? Drop the mic. There it is. There it is. It, there it is. The current challenge right now is getting people back to work five days and getting them to like it. And so this is a marketing sales campaign for <laughs> taking notes, taking notes. I love how you're whispering too. You're like whispering. Right, friend? And I, let me, I'm going to give you one more and then you're going to have to do do as you may with the rest of this podcast, okay? <laughs> because I feel like, you know, we love this conversation. We're serving women of color and allies, but we're, we're, we do a lot of truth telling that's painful yes. and is uh, making folks uncomfortable. So let me go back to number two is making folks uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, that's number one. That's how to, how to get people back. People are problem solving. And so the narrative push is if your friends are at work, oh, y'all should come to the office. Well, no, because we at the beach. Mita and I are not coming to the office on Thursday because we're at the beach. Or we're, okay, but here's number two. Why do many people, or what's the biggest, um, I guess, attribution to people leaving a job that they love? They leave because of who? They leave because of the manager <laughs> or the management. But guess what? This narrative is shifting from responsibility on the manager to let's give a shared responsibility to friends, a shared responsibility to if people have friends, then they won't leave because they have friends. Because the one dotto or the previous narrative is, and known, let's say not narrative, known, facts. People will leave a job that they love because of the leadership or because of the managers. And so this is implying, well, we can backfill or we can tighten this up. If they have friends, then we take the heat off of management. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna sit that right there and sips tea. Sips tea, I'm gonna sip my latte and you could do what Listen, you want with that friend. friend. <laughs> you can pay me less. You cannot promote me. You can continue to mispronounce my name. And guess what? I have friends here and I'm not going to leave. I have friends. I'm not going to leave. Right? Come on. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I love how you just wrap that in a bow. That's it. The narrative. And you know what? I will say it is tough to be a leader right now. But yeah, and yeah. leadership is a privilege. It is a privilege. Yeah. It is a privilege to coach individuals and it is a privilege to help someone grow their career it's not a right yeah. it's a privilege and it's tough to be a leader right now there's a lot that especially as you all do at diversing engaged and how you're upskilling managers there's a lot especially with middle managers right and so but it, but you, we cannot start to shift responsibility off of what leaders need to be doing yeah and i think again as we wrap this because i think some of the most um, I'm sure people listening would say, I have the yummiest friends right now in my life, 10, 20 years. They know my kids. And that is a blessing to have friends um, or to have left a job and kept a friend. 
hashtag tweet right right now post that on linkedin left the leave the job keep the friends that's super sweet and um but i think the where it turns left is if it's forced so let's leave it at an organic place and what we're not saying we're not saying that you shouldn't have friends at work we're saying absolutely but not under the it's now required this should not be structured it should not be scripted it should not be part of a plan we don't want to see this let me tell you something if you call in diverse and engage we're not going to advise as part of our strategy as to you know how do we uh help you improve the culture build trust um right Uh, uh, maintain top talent and and all of that the strategy is not going to say you mean you're not going to advise like a cooking class or (laughs) Party or big wealth team. You know what? No. Um, Hashtag no. That's a no. I love this because it's also based, this conversation is generational. It's based on life stage. When I was single without children and had more time, I was, and starting out my career, I was interested in potentially going out after work with coworkers, right? Again, I always sort of had those lines. And I do think that's different from, depends on how you identify. And like we talked about, what your history relationship has been in your career with workplaces. And, you know, one time when you get burned like I did, it's hard to rebuild trust. And that's on me as well. But it's hard. And that's not the one time. It's happened a few other times. I'll share those stories for another episode. Dee, this episode, as they all do, flew by. So now we are headed to the tips. And I think, Dee, we're going to do the first two tips from the lens of the leader. So over to you, my friend. You dropped so many gems. Let's wrap them up. Oh, my goodness. Let me see if I could go back. All right. So tip number one is no force friendships uh, as a structure, as a frame for engagement or inclusive culture. That's tip number one. And tip number two, leaders take responsibility for why people are leaving. Just take responsibility. All right. Number three, I'm going to just repeat what D.C. Marshall said. Leave the job, keep the friends. And that's for all of us. Leave the job, keep the friends. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for being part of our community. We appreciate you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone who needs to hear this conversation. Go subscribe and drop us a review. We really appreciate you. And we will see you next time. Side Effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com. <laughs>